Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks from Studio B. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo. A nice afternoon off day for the Cubs as they get ready to take on the Rockies. And if you are watching on YouTube and you saw the header for the podcast, people are panicking. <laughs> There's pure panic. Maybe that's clickbait. Maybe it's not clickbait. But we're going to tell you what the Sox CHGO team just proposed to us as we were hanging out watching a little baseball this afternoon. Um, you want to get right to it? Because we could start with the race to 63. We start with the positive first? The race to 63? Yeah, that's the positive. Yeah, Two away? Yeah. Closing in on 63. Cody did say next week. Next week would be 63. 19 games to go. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't I not think only that the Cubs wins. are going to sweep the Mets, though. Uh, that was uh, that was a surprise. That was something shocking. And oh yeah, I don't. Again, I don't want to be the <laughs> the director of Buzzkill that Luke is, but I think that series is all self-proclaimed more, director of Buzzkill. Yeah, I don't want to be the guy. I don't want to be Luke, but I do think that that series was more about the Mets than it was the Cubs. But agreed. At the same time, I give the Cubs credit, and I think the most impressive of that series for the Cubs was definitely beating DeGrom and how they manufactured runs that day. Um, and and that's what you have to do against pitchers like that. And, again, all the credit to them. I I just – man, if, if there's anything that it does make me think about is all those games the Cubs played in 2018, 2019 against teams that they're supposed to beat, and it led to them – in 2018, not winning the division, and it led to them missing the playoffs in 2019. Like that's what the Mets did. Like they that that's what they did the most to me in that series. It just reminded me of all the times the Cubs just didn't take advantage of opportunities. Starting pitching, right? Who was it? Was Assad, Sampson, Smiley, and Smiley. And Smiley went. The <laughs> if you had those three guys at the beginning of the season sweeping the Mets in a in a <laughs> September series. Well, and Smiley congratulations. Had the shortest, uh, shortest start of the three. Yeah. Right, five innings yesterday? Aren't yeah, and aren't yeah. they still like in the top two or three for ERA since the All Star break? The Cubs? Say it again. In the top four. Cubs have one of the like top five ERA yeah. since the yeah. All Star break. Yeah. And they're doing it with guys like Assad, Samson, and Smiley coming back. Well, and and that's like one of the, the things that really has tanked the Cubs season like as bad as they've been. And what are they still twenty like twenty games under five hundred or something like that? Yeah. Um, as bad as they've been, a lot of it has to do with just the they didn't ha- they didn't build the starting pitching depth in the first place. So then once the injuries you know took took their toll on the starting rotation, that there was no recovery, and that's no. why the first half of the season, like the 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 offense was you know maybe middle of the pack, the bullpen was lights out, but the starting pitching just never never consistently kept them in games, and that's why the record. Was I mean they were like in May or June already twenty games under five hundred like they yeah. they managed to stay at the that CRAs level. without Kyle Hendricks yeah, exactly without Kyle Hendricks I mean it's like it's Stroman being healthy and, and pitching well I mean he had one one or two bad starts in the last month or so um, like he's pitching well Drew Smiley's been lights out since coming back from his oblique strain for the most part Justin Steele before his injury. Was Samson. like the best. Yeah, Samson's been good, but Steele was like the be- one of the yeah. best pitchers in baseball since like um, the trade deadline or the the, all, the all-star break, whatever it was. Um, Keegan had had a lot more success as 
uh, a reliever than he did when he moved to the rotation. Um, but he did have some bright spots in that too. So it's been, but it's been like guys like Samson coming in, and we talk about it every time coming in and giving you five innings, keeping you in games, and then letting you know the bullpen try to hold the rest and letting the offense give it the offense a chance to get going. Um, Assad's pitched well since coming up. I don't I don't know that he's like a <laughs> rotation piece on a competitive Cubs team, but he's at the I mean at, at the very at the very least he's looking like pitching depth that can come in and. And, and join the rotation for a spell while the guy's in the IL and at least keep things afloat and not let, you know, not, not let anything fall off the cliff after the fifth start, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's it, 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 the struggles this whole season. And, like, I know Ross has talked about it before and how important defense and starting pitching has uh, are. Um, and, I mean, you saw it when, like, Guys like Jonathan VR were were playing every day on the infield, and the defense just wasn't there. That name should never be spoken <laughs> again on this and, podcast. Andy and Simmons the, and the starting <laughs> pitching just wasn't wasn't you know at the level they needed to be to make this team. Where we've said all along that a lot of things needed to go right for them to be competitive this Everything year. Everything needed yeah, to go yeah, right, pretty almost, much. Right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and when one of the things not going right is your starting pitching, hell no, you're not going to compete. Like right. that's the whole thing. Like that's how important starting pitching is today. Um, but you've seen it since what did you say since the All Star break? One of the I better ERAs, the and break, it's yeah. like the the there's been more consistency, more health in the rotation. And that's I mean, that's what they've needed the whole season. They just didn't have that for the majority of the year. By the way, Shane, thanks for joining. Uh, new member of AllCHGO.com. Speaking of Shane, can okay? I got to get the John Deere thing set up for him. Yeah, got to get him some swag Shane. so he can. I, I, I can't believe I forgot to tell you guys about this. Shane was in my DMs the other night. He's a season ticket holder for the Cubs. Oh, awesome. And they're do, the Cubs are doing, they do this every year, I assume, very last weekend of September. They're doing season ticket holder, like, family day or whatever. Yeah. Shane can't go. And he was just, he just told me that, hey, if, like, you want to give these away or, or whatever, like, I'll give them to you. And I was like... I might just go. And he gave <laughs> he gave me four tickets to this thing, and I was thinking that I don't know, like I don't know what it is. Like I think it'd be cool if a we, like, we if, day? yeah, like if like apparent like the thing he sent me has information. Like you get to play catch it on Wrigley Field. Oh like, yeah, oh, I've stuff seen like that. Yeah, they play like, catch. Like I don't know field. what it is, but I thought maybe it'd be fun if like it's the last last home like, game or the last Sunday. No, it's it's the last Saturday or Sunday. It's yeah. like September twenty fourth. The Cubs are on the road, uh, but they'll have like from what he sent me. There, you get to do all what it's I just a Sunday? said. Sunday? No, it's a Saturday. Okay, it's a Saturday. Saturday yeah. from like one to four. Okay, and like you get to like I said, you get to hang out on the field, and I I don't know anything else, but like I've seen pictures of it. That is, pretty I was cool. I was what I'm getting at is like I was thinking, you know, if, if if we have if all of us here have free time on that Saturday, you know. It'd be cool to go check it out or something like that. Aaron you know? said it's uh, he's been there. It's for the kids to play on the field and walk around the dugouts. Oh, okay. Well, I I didn't know what it was. Yeah, so, I, I don't but know. it could be the kid in in you. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you know, her child. I've I've not I've 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 been in the dugout, the home dugout at Wrigley one time because I did like a tour with my mom. But like, yeah, I I don't know what it was. You're giving me. Four but the new dugout or the old dugout? It was new. Oh, okay. It was like 2018 when me and my mom did that. But like, I don't know. It's. Again, it was it was a weird scenario that happened. I was like, I mean, if you're going to give me free tickets, I'll, I'll 
check it out. I'll, I might go. I'll, or I'll just give them to someone. So, you know, whatever. Aaron's great. I went in 2011, talked to Crane, told him they should get rid of Hendry. He laughed at me. <laughs> okay, then oh, we man. should go and we can, we can tell uh, Tom to sell. <laughs> <laughs> or just tell Tom to, to spend money. Spend, hey, yeah. Tom, spend, man. Oh, I'm that's screaming cool. about it into a microphone for 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 years. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So, what is the date on it? I want to say it's September 24th. It's a Saturday from like one yeah, to four. Be, that's a, uh, that's next Saturday. Yeah, yeah. it's next yeah. Saturday. Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, I, again, I'm not putting pressure on you guys here to decide. In front of everyone, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it, I'm. I would. I was interested in it till I realized my wife's birthday is that weekend. Okay. Just take her to Wrigley Field. Yeah, she's not as excited about that as I would be. Play okay. catch with the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you take the little guy. Oh, yeah, he'd embrace every bit of it. <laughs> just let him loose on the outfield. And just let him go. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, his new thing is he's training for to be on, on the Bears. Mm. He takes his high chair. And he's able to walk enough, and he now pushes it like a football sled oh, nice. around the kitchen island. Oh, okay. Kid's getting strong. We might have a Bears player on our there hands. Be the first football player in the family. Be the second one from uh, Arlington Heights. That's right. Well, if he doesn't, if he doesn't make the Bears, he could, he's not playing football. Well, if he doesn't play, if he doesn't make the Bears, he could, you know, join the CHGO softball team. Well, that's I was and, saying that earlier today. We need more Corey Wootens next year. Um. <laughs> uh, so 19 games to go, right? And the mm. next series up is the Rockies. The Rockies have 62 wins. The Cubs, 61 wins. Correct me if I'm wrong on this. The way the draft works now is the top six go, the worst six go in a lottery, right? Worst six records are in a lottery I, for the number one pick. Is that right? Because... The, the no, worst six teams uh, are, are Nationals, A's, Tigers, Pirates, Reds, Miami, Kansas City. The Cubs are not going to be one of the worst six records. No, it's... it's. I thought it was just all teams that didn't make the playoffs. It's all teams that don't make the playoffs, a lottery for the top six but your, picks. But your odds are the highest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's weird. Like, I, I remember I, like, I keep reading it on the NBA draft lottery. It's kind of, like, similar. Yeah. And it's like... So you don't make the playoffs, you're in the lottery, but if... But it's for the top six spots, and yeah. after that, then it just slots well, down in regular. I, I think oh, only okay. six balls are drawn. I think I think the whole thing is that so every team has like so this is how the right, NBA right. lottery yeah, six, works. So it's the first six picks. Yeah, but it's like but every team is in the lottery that doesn't make the playoffs. That doesn't make a playoffs. So yeah. the Cubs will be in it, but they will, you know, Brian's saying they might finish with seventy. My point is, do you for a couple percentage points? At what point would you just say? Uh, as long as the performances are good individually against the Rockies, I don't need to see them beat the Rockies. It's one game different. I'm, are, are you willing to... Sometimes you got to sacrifice the win, Cody, as I say. I just don't... No, because the draft is such a roll of the dice. Yeah, it's such, I don't think it's, it matters. It's and, like, I've been, and I've said that before. I, I'm going to stick with my guts there and just say that. I, I, I mean... I guess in losses, we've seen young guys look good or whatever, and it gives us some hope. But, like, I don't know. I, I think having that mentality of just trying to lose games is not – like, the, the Cubs won't do that anyway, but, like, just having that mentality is just not healthy, in my opinion. I also – I just think that, like you, like you said, the draft is so hit or miss and up in the air, and these guys aren't going to be up for a few years anyway. Right. That it's like – if. 
you're getting the eighth pick instead of the seventh pick? Like, what's is it really a huge difference? Is it going to affect you that much now? Probably not going to affect you for a few for a few years down the line. And you hope at that point that you yeah. have all, you have all the 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 players, whether it's have already come up through your system or that you get them for agency that yeah. the eighth overall pick in 2022 is I, not. I, gonna, it's definitely not healthy. It's definitely not healthy for the team to think that way. No. Right. I'm just yeah. wondering if it's healthy for me to think that way. Yeah, and I know that. No, I don't think it's not healthy for you to think that way. I just, I'm saying more so from the team perspective. But I, I get why fans want the, want to just lose out to get the best pick. I, I totally get that. But at the same time, like, I don't think it's going to change anything with the Cubs going into the offseason. That's why I'd rather them, rather see them try. And if they can win some of these games and finish, you know, with. 65 67 wins whatever like fine <laughs> i i i'm just i just like i i just don't like watch losing man like i just <laughs> I, I think that's the main thing it's like i just don't like we watching picked, losing long term picked a tough franchise for that you're right there's you're been definitely there, right. you've seen i, the, I shouldn't have seen the i shouldn't have, i shouldn't have chosen any team in this freaking <laughs> city to, to be honest with you but no. you know I, I i am who i am and it is what it is i you get what i'm saying though like I don't know. I, I think, I, I and part of me thinks fans that sh- that just wish, wish teams to to just lose so they can get a better draft pick. I just think that karma will come back on those teams that actually try and do that. You know what I mean? So there have been I, times I've been for it. I also know that you know David Ross has talked about he wants to win every game. Like that's his job, and the more wins he puts on a certain record is better for him. Yeah. Also, he's not going out there trying to. He's not going out there trying to tank. If like no, overall and the players the season, aren't either. No, yeah, they should, and if, none of them should. The whole thing is that there's just the, the roster's not good enough to be competitive in even maybe even in, a, in, in in the best case scenario aren't competing for a playoff spot. Anyway, it's just not. It's not in their DNA. They're not going to go out there trying to lose games, and I I I personally wouldn't enjoy that. I don't want to see. Okay. A team going out there trying to lose a lose a baseball game. Like that's, I'm saying more from again. fans' perspective, would you be okay if they went and lost a lot of games no, here? No, no. No, you want to see the wins, even though they don't mean anything. Yes. Okay. I uh, think, it, I think it, it's good for culture, trying to build yeah. something here. I buy that. I buy the, the flip side of that. Yeah. I, I think it, I could see it either way. I'm not mad if people are like, well, that's a meaningless game against the Rockies. If Strowman pitches well or whoever it might be, and they lose a close game, that's okay, too. Yeah. You know, whatever. Uh, let's get to what I think could be the meat of this podcast. We, we kind of got a loose schedule here. The CHGO <laughs> Sox guys. We were we had Green, Green Ridge Farm hot dogs and hamburgers over there for lunch Shout out on the new Weber Grill out on the deck here in the West Loop. And the discussion came about, because I've been pitching them Cub Sox deals the entire season. They didn't yeah, want Patrick Wisdom and Ian Happ for Yon Moncada. <laughs> That's their problem. Uh, and I had some other deals I made. They didn't like any of them. Now they've come back with us because they're already thinking off season, yep. which is probably smart. Uh, they're going to have to make some trades, the Sox. They, they can't come back with the same group. They suggested to us... Aloy Jimenez coming back to the Cubs with Luary Garcia attached at the hip. <laughs> and they want, this is, I think this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. They want Nico Horner. I, I want to be on the record here. That, in my opinion, 
no, no. way. No, no shot. Joel's and then I responded, I responded to them, I don't want Tim Anderson for Nico Horner. That's how much I believe in Nico going forward. <laughs> and to which then they just kind of chuckle and they're like, wow, wow, wow. And I was like, Eloy Jimenez cannot stay healthy. You could only play him as a DH. I'm not saying he can't hit. Am I the am I the only one that thinks that's that's no, the Ryan's dumbest trade? No, I I Ryan's wouldn't be on you. that one. I wouldn't I wouldn't do a Nico for Eloy swap. I definitely wouldn't do a Nico for Eloy and Larry Garcia swap. But a one for one Nico and Eloy swap, I. I don't see. I don't see how Eloy so Lucas. Those guys must have been smoking instead of grilling. Yeah, I don't. I don't get how Eloy, and as good of a hitter as he is, yeah, when he's healthy, the health plays a huge factor. The fact that he's not like a great fielder plays a factor. The fact that I don't think to try to preserve his health, he should hit the field. No, he needs he, to which, accept that yeah, fact. Which means he's only going to be a DH. Which okay, yes. that the National League has that now. Like that's a spot they could put yeah. it. But then when you take into account Nico's defensive versatility and the fact that Eloy doesn't have that and the fact that if he's going to be your your full-time DH, just only DH, yes, that means you pretty much lose any a good, a good portion of lineup flexibility by being able to plug guys into designated hitter when they need a spell from the field or you want to get a guy's bat in the lineup for a certain situation like sp- weird scenario, Wilson Contreras comes back next year. If if Eloy's the all-time DH, Wilson can't DH anymore. Well, like what about Franmil? Fran, Franmil too. Franmil may be gone. I mean, you forget Franmil. Not that I wouldn't take Eloy over Franmil as a DH. Yeah. I would, but at, not at the cost of Nico Horner. Now, if you want to say, yeah. in my eyes, let's see who would be a better option than that. I would also say with I don't know who I don't know who I'd substitute for Nico Horner, but Nico's like the one guy. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be Steele and it wouldn't be Nico. What do you mean? I, I, of like guys you going trade? if you want to if the Sox want to trade Aloy Jimenez because they need to mix it up, and you want to say okay he's a great TH for the Cubs. I'm okay with that part of it, yeah. but I wouldn't give up the best all around player in my franchise with a huge upside. And I also at shortstop. And me and Cody were talking about it earlier that with the shifts going away and just, you know, defense, defense is going to be even more at a premium based on who uh, middle infielders that are athletic, that can make plays in the holes without obviously like a second baseman without obviously a shortstop backing him up. Nico, that, that, that takes Nico's defensive versatility and defensive value even higher. Yeah. So Niren says yeah. I'd give him wisdom. I tried to give him wisdom. They <laughs> said, no, to me, Think think back to it was Cease and Aloy for Quintana, okay? I you know you you'd have to almost give me Cease back. Cease has only done it one year. A, a year ago, you would have told me Giolito was the clear cut ace of that staff. Probably, but I I think everyone knew last year that Cease was rising. And he's, I, a, he's I, I agree made with Cy Young this year. I wouldn't trade Nico for Cease. One guy I, plays I, I, every I, day at the most. I think one guy plays there. one guy plays every day at the most important position on the field. The other guy pitches every so, five days. I think you lose me on that one. Show away the line. I know I wouldn't do it. It's not that I completely disagree. It's just that I don't, I'm I'm more on the fence, and I don't. I'm not fully into what you're saying. I'm not, I, I would have to like look but at that. Now, Cody, you you would almost, am I wrong? 
in stating that you would just you would f- consider the Eloy back to the Cubs for Nico? <laughs> and remember, Brendan Miller will hear this podcast. Yeah, he won't be happy about all that. Listen, man, Eloy Jimenez is is one of the best hitters in the American League. Now, am I saying that I would do Lurie Garcia and Eloy Jimenez for Nico Horner straight up? If you're talking to me in a bar and I've had a few beers, you might talk me into it. <laughs> all right? You might actually talk me to it because you look at this guy's numbers. I know that he can't stay healthy. He's still only 25. You know how old Nico Horner is? 25. You know you know how the Cubs are good? Like, I, the way that I was thinking about it when we were out there, we're talking about a franchise that is rumored to go get you, sell, get, go get you a shortstop in free agency, whether that's career or whatever, you go sign one of those guys. And if you and if you wanted to, to really get some power back, get get a power bat for cheap, unlike compared to what Aaron Judge would cost. That to me, that's that's how I thought about it in my head. Is like you, if you're going to actually trade Nico, then you will sign one of those premier shortstops yeah, in free agency, that's the whole point. and then and yeah, then there's you, no guarantee and, you get him. Okay, you're saying let's say they sign. Correa, mm-hmm. after they've signed Correa, you're saying, well, then it would be more likely that I'd, you'd be willing to do it. Sure. Because you don't want to do it Whatever. before, because if you don't get Correa, then you're sitting there with a bag of popcorn. For, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, I think the more I think about it. I just find it funny that, that you guys are just like, no, like, what are you smoking type thing? Because, like, this guy can hit. I understand he's had the injury problems, but, like, again, he's only 25. But those injury problems... I feel are not going away for him because he gets hurt when he swings. He gets hurt when he runs into the wall. He gets hurt when he, he gets hurt doing anything like they, first of all, whatever team has him, you have to convince him a hundred percent. Well, last you are year, a DH. last year, everyone he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to DH. Last year, everyone was saying that Nico Horner was injury prone though. I know that was wrong. Yeah, who, who's I mean, to say, at, at 25 years old, at 25 years old, who's to say that Oloy can't, Finally, find a way to stay healthy. You agree he's 100% a DH? Yes. Okay. Yes. No, I'm not in. I'm not a DH for a shortstop, no. I'm just... Yeah, I... To me, it's it's I, not just like one. you're smoking something if you think that trade's bad. Lurie Garcia is definitely the throw-in. It's like an infielder to come back because you don't right away... You don't have a shortstop right away, right? I, he would I just... You know he where? would be depth, and... Aloy would be your power bat you put in the middle of the lineup to go with whatever free agent sto- shortstop that you sign and whoever else you sign I, to go with the other young court. Now, all the other intangibles, Nico becoming like a leader in the clubhouse, all this, like, I'm, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about just player baseball stats on fan graphs, and that's it. Because that's how front offices look at it, in my opinion. So, I, just, I also find it funny that... I, like the line for Nico, it's like if it's for Otani and that's it. It's what it feels like. No, no, <laughs> no. no most Nico. people are some people are saying like no Otani, I wouldn't trade. This guy's got a one fifty six weighted runs created this year. I understand. Yes, he's on. He's got two hundred sixty three play appearances. Oh, most usually by now, most players have four hundred. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he missed like a whole month and a half or two, whatever May and June. I get it. I get that. He's not. He he may get to half. Like, like he he'll he'll probably get to half games. It was like play half a season this year. There's yeah. a there's a reason Herb and those guys the first name when they're thinking trade because this yeah. is what the Sox are thinking. The first guy they'd think about trading is Aloy if they break up that team, not 
anybody else. Like it's because he can't stay on the field. He can only they're not they're not offering Luis Robert yet. Yeah. I, maybe I'd think more about it if it was Luis Robert and... Well, yeah. Luis Robert is a five-tool player. When he hits his peak, he will... I mean, in I, my I opinion, could, he's could, already... He's, he's in route to it. He's a, He has the speed. He plays really good defense in, a, in the outfield, and he has insane power. That, I mean, that's a but better... But they ain't going to trade him, better, though. That's a better conversation. The reason yeah. they're, that they're going to try and... All, they're, they're done with Aloy over there. Even though he has really kind of carried them offensively... He's been excellent this, offensively. Know, yeah. Yeah, he is a great hitter when he's healthy. Yes. And, yeah, you could bring up Nico last year, but this year was healthy for pretty much – I mean, what, the running into an umpire was a freak injury. Like, that's that's nothing. And then this this tricep one, he, he may not even go on the aisle for it. So it's like a few, like a, you know, bumps and bruises. Robert's got a few days. I mean, I think that I, wrist. I think a full year of, of Nico being healthy pretty much um, or just not succumbing to injuries – that I don't know, like the injuries that happened this year without running into an umpire. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't die for that ball. He's probably playing the entire season. So I think a full year, a full clean year of health for Nico is a little more indicative that he's probably not injury prone. Whereas Eloy has been hurt for large chunks of the last two seasons, both like both with pretty significant injuries that weren't just and freak, sort of like freak crazy ones I mean. ripping his pack. Like, yeah, it wasn't just like freak at freak accents and, and, Again, we go back to like I don't think if he if he's gonna be healthy for a full season or just the rest of his career, he probably shouldn't play the field. No, like, I I agree with Jack. Nico for Luis is a different conversation. I don't think the White Sox are concerned. I don't think that. so. Either. No, I don't. I don't think they're ready to go that way yet either. I don't know. I get. I understand where you guys are coming from. Well, I just think there's plenty of value left in Elo Jimenez, who's only going to be he's. He's an age twenty five season right now. Nico will be. They'll both be an age twenty six season next year. You're you're get you you get Aloy back on a really nice contract that he, that the White Sox extended him on. He's also making a lot more money than Nico is over the next. Yeah, it's four it's a long term as he should. He's the he's he's the power hitter. He freaking like I just said, one of the best hitters in the American League. They extended him like. What after twenty twenty or whatever it was, they extended him in like nineteen. Whatever it was, Again, even they extended him right. Point? They yeah, he actually they might have extended him the moment he debuted. Yeah. Honestly, I well, mean, I'm trying to think. Know. I'm just trying to think of what Cubs players I would be willing to give up for Eloy the DH back on the north side, because I do think almost a hundred percent they trade him this off season. He's by far the most likely guy to be traded. Moncada's on that list too. Yeah, and I've already offered him. Wisdom and Hap. Yeah. Oh my God. They, they said no. Uh, for Aloy, they I probably just, want another pitcher. What if they said Keegan Thompson and a prospect because they don't have prospects, but they're trying to win now, so maybe they want... Mm-hmm. What if they said to you, we want Stroman they for gonna Aloy? F- they're going uh, to fire TLR first? Stroman for Aloy. Stroman <laughs> for Aloy. That's a deal I consider. Yeah. Yeah. That's a deal I consider because he's not like, not that he's not good right now. He's not going to help you compete next year, but he's also, I think he has an opt out after next year. Yeah. And he's just not, he's not necessarily in the target window. Like you could go sign other free agent pitchers. We know that's the biggest part of them competing next year, but Aloy at DH would be nice. I I would, yeah, I'm not against getting Aloy. No, I'm not either, but he's got, there are enough. 
negatives to go with his positive as a great hitter that I'm saying a lot of red flags. Uh, I don't know. Stroman. uh, Lucas says we wouldn't do Stroman dirty like that. No, I don't think the Cubs would do that. Thompson and Morrell, Jack says. I'd do it. That I would do. Yeah. And again, do you you think that gets him though? I don't, I don't think the Sox do that because the Sox want guys that they know will help them win next year. And while Morrell and Thompson have had good seasons, I don't know if that pushes them over to the top as a World Series team. And they're trying to make a move. They're going to try and make moves this offseason that somehow yeah. catapult them <laughs> to. Well, we said that this last yeah, offseason. They didn't do it. Right, so. right. Who knows? Anyways, I personally think that was the craziest trade I've ever heard proposed. Obviously, it's not totally out of the realm of possibilities because Cody's partially in on it. Yeah, just get Cody. Partially, Go meet yeah. up with Cody at, uh, at Murphy's. Give him a couple I, drinks and, and I just think that everyone is just it. like, oh, he's injury prone. Like, yeah, I get he's had injuries, but it doesn't take long to not be injury prone. Because again, last year Nico Horner was everyone said he was injury prone. And now everyone thinks he has no injury problems at all. <laughs> and Aloy in his rookie season, 31 homers, 504 plate appearances, like he he played that entire year in 2019. So yeah, the, then even 2020, he played 55 games. There were 60 of them. All right, so he played two full seasons. So last year, honestly, is like the first full year where he had it, he had injury problems, like know, major injury problems. You can't problems. call 2020 a full season. But he ma- he played the entire season, <laughs> yeah, he though. He played the entirety of 55 games. games. But they didn't uh, no, they, they even have third. 162 games yes, to play, but he, Ryan. But, he, but you can't say he wouldn't have gotten injured or anything that year. Well, you can't he say he's injury prone if he's been I'm not using and say that, that he's year. and say that he has been hurt the last few years when it's literally only been one year. I'm not even using that year to say he's injury prone. You are Someone so in here said no it's reason. been the last couple years he's been hurt. It's yes, literally been this one year. year and last year. Last couple years. That does not include that, this year. Couple that, does, that does include this year. Well, say it better next time. <laughs> oh, it's the last couple of years. That, that's not how that's not how I interpret it. I'm just going to say interpreting I, it I would not way. make that trade. End of discussion. All right. Well, I'll, Cody. That said, Cody I wouldn't consider. trade Nico. Or I, I, I could find a way to not trade Nico to get Shohei Otani. So there, I flipped it. Well, I would much rather have Shohei Otani. If I had to trade Nico, I'd rather have Shohei Otani yeah. as the I would as too. Yes. I would then, too. Then I'm just Jimenez, saying right? that there there is a difference with those two guys too because Aloy is younger and he has more years of control and that in that way it makes more sense to to move a guy like Nico in my eyes, unlike Otani who has one year left and has injury problems too. I'd take Otani. But not recently. Anybody. So I, I don't know. We can't, we, let's not go down the Otani. No, we're not going down the like two straight What I want to tell you about is uh, my belly feels good because I had some Green Ridge Farm today. A Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches, or work lunches. All-natural meat sticks. Hardwood smoked for eight hours with 16 grams of protein per stick. Make a perfect post-workout snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them, you don't know what you're missing. Man, they're delicious because they are made from recipes generations in the, in the making. And being all natural, they deliver fresh and flavorful alternatives at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or your local Chicagoland grocery store. Right now, when you order any three meat products at greenridgefarm.com, and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. 
And where do you want to take them? You want to take them to the ballpark or Soldier Field, in your car, whatever. And Game Time Ticket is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. You know, you ever dream about sitting somewhere where you thought you couldn't sit? You couldn't afford it, maybe? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert? That's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats you thought you never could buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Cubs tickets or Bears tickets created by the fans for the fans. Guaranteed lowest price. If you love CHGO, you're going to love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description for the podcast. Join over 15 million who have downloaded the Game Time app and scored the best seats to all of your favorite events. I mean... That's that's what you want to do. And I keep thinking about that tailgate now at the, mm-hmm. the, the new tailgate deal that we're gonna have on the twenty-fifth. Our first one, Michigan and Roosevelt. Is and you can buy your tickets at allchgo.com for that. But that's when you got that app. That's when you want the game time app. Yeah. Maybe you don't have tickets to the Bears game yet. Ticket prices drop. Especially on the day of. Yeah. Especially on the day of. Like almost never do you see a ticket like shoot through the moon at the end right before a game. Mm-hmm. I could see that game against the Texans. Be a time to have that app. You're sitting at the tailgate, pop out the phone, boom, cheap ticket, great seat. You never thought you could get it. Right. I'm talking you into it, Cody. Well, I'm 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 hoping that maybe I can find a way to go to that game, but if not, you know. It's the day after that Cubs event. It yeah, is. would be. You could make is. yourself a weekend out of that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Weekend of a weekend of Chicago sports. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Sounds like a lot of pain. <laughs> uh, Do we want to show your shirt? Are we, wait, save, no, are we saving this shirt for? No, we can show it. That's I mean, the I, Texans game too, isn't it? Though? Yeah, it yeah. is Texans. Yeah. Lovey so, Smith revenge so game. Probably less. Probably less pain. Probably, they sh- they better win that they, day. There should, there should the be Bears no pain. better win that. Day. There should be no. Oh pain. my God, Matthew, certifiable. Says they're gonna, they can still win eighty games. Just saying, he, he's prepared for the spray bottle. That's <laughs> yeah. what we almost did with on that last segment. We had to get the spray bottle for you guys. No, no, no. Me and Matthew where, just where are they shaking hands here. They're we're at 61. 60, 61 and, and eighty two or something like There's that. There's nineteen games left. Okay, so mathematically they can still win. Yeah, mathematically games. they can. They're not even eliminated Facts. yet, are they? Mm-hmm. Probably not. I don't. No, wasn't the magic so. number at four? The magic number was at four, like yesterday, the day before. Magic number for 63 is two. Well, bad. You only got to win two games. That's the only magic number I even care about. 63, that's a major number. That's a major award if you can avoid 100 losses. I think they Mm kind of guaranteed that when Hap didn't get traded. Mm -hmm. Contreras, too, but, I mean, obviously he's been hurt. Oh, this would have been so much worse if Hap and uh, Contreras got traded. Yeah. Or for that matter, Smiley. Oh, man. Yeah, Smiley got traded. I mean, if contenders woke up. And, I mean, I don't know, like, did they not see that he was pretty consistent pitcher before the injury? And maybe that were, that that turned him off. It's like, oh, he just, you know, strained his oblique. I can be the same. And then he comes out and he's like, he's been even more consistent and even better than he was the first month and or two months of the season, whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know. It was to, to not see him get traded. And I know he said that he, he enjoys being here and wants to come back. And so that's a whole question for the offseason. But. He's been pitching so well here, and I guarantee there are plenty of contenders out there that have to be like, damn, we should like we. I could have got Smiley for. How do the cheap. mutual options work? Like, does it just mean that 
if they both agree, if the Cubs and Drew Smiley agree that that they want him back or that he wants to come back or whatever, like I believe, is it just both. the same kind, like basically the same deal next year? Or I believe they'd both have to agree, and it's whatever the option, like the the contract was. I feel like they, I feel like if they want to re, I guess I'm not as like I don't know the op, like all that stuff particularly well, but. I'm pretty sure the way it goes, they would have like if they don't agree on that salary, they don't agree on the mutual option. You become a free agent. They can't then that then that way they could resign him mm. at like a lower value or it's whatever. It's just it not. Is. It's just not one sided. Yeah. And right. It, like on a team option, team has the, control. The, the player has no say in it. If they pick and it up, he's going there. And it's the opposite way with the player. And it's option. the opposite. This is just kind of like they both have to say yes. They they both have to. And think, from, yeah, from what I deal. read and from what I see, it's like those mutual options don't don't often get picked up. It no. often gets, like, if both teams want to, like, come back together, they it often becomes, like, them re, pretty much not picking up the option, but then, re, like, negotiating mm-hmm. a new deal. So, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see. If, I feel like... I feel like if they, if they want to bring him back, that may be the route it goes. Just, you know, may, maybe a two-year two year deal instead of the one year. Maybe a little less money on the deal, but obviously a couple more years, whatever it is. Like, I think... That, if they're going to bring him back this offseason, that's probably what the route is going to be. Yeah. But he's been good, man. Again, <laughs> there's going to be there's a contender out there that's kicking themselves for not There's worse guys they could add to the rotation. Jack is uh, reading our mind. Did you guys see the Buster Olney article about people expect Contreras to re-sign in a multi-year deal with the Cubs in the offseason? I uh, did see that, Jack, and that's what we were, we were going to talk about here. Um, I have not. Okay, so, so Buster Olney is saying that the broad assumption is He'll get a qualifying offer from the Cubs. Well, we kind of knew that. Like, the Cubs aren't going to let him walk away without trying to at least get a draft pick back, right? So, that, as we've said, could stunt his free agent opportunities. So, his market might not be as good. And he, he wants to be here. And he's saying that rival evaluators believe he might actually stay for the Cubs. What percentage do you put on that? Like, him returning to the Cubs, it doesn't happen very often. Like, very rarely does that happen with a player. But mm-hmm. he does want to be here. Yeah. And being hurt at the end of the year is not helping. And if if a team has to give up something, like draft pick-wise, teams really value that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That The qualifying uh, offer hurts his market for sure. I don't, I mean, I don't know, like, a percentage I, or, like, how much stock I put into that. I do, I do, I would say that if he were to come back on a multi-year deal, it is going to be below market value. But it's probably going to be below what he could get from another team. Maybe not like so far below, but it's just like a multi-year deal for the Cubs to bring him yeah. back. It's going to, it's, it's not going to be like a high AAV or as high as. No, no, for one get. year, it totally makes yeah. sense. For one year in a hundred percent, that scenario definitely makes sense, right? Like, Amaya's not ready. He just hurt his ankle again. Like, even if you have Gomes back, it wouldn't hurt to have three guys like that. Well, uh, you know, not even including Higgins. But. Well, then that, and then you have Higgins, you can play multiple other positions. So you could play third, you could play first. It's not the, like, we've said we want him back. One year with Wilson really makes sense. The multi-year deal part is a little murkier, right? Like, whether or not they would actually sign him mm-hmm. to a multi-year deal. I could see them... I could see him back with the Cubs next year now more than I could have a month ago or two months ago. 
Yeah, well, two months ago he was going to the All Star game, right? Yeah. And now he's been out with this injury, and he struggled in July. And I don't know. I I think it's more likely he's going to sign that qualifying offer. Yeah, he'll bet take. On, I think he'll himself. take bet that. On himself, I think he'll take yeah. that offer. And you know, Jack saying, "Well, the the idea from Buster was that he's not going to get the Real Muto." contract offer he wanted i don't know what he wanted but i could see that his value might not be quite as high as it was early in the season when he was tearing it up you know he's showing some injury stuff here at the end of the season he is older and that injury stuff's coming up with him still doing a lot of dh this year there's still the questions about the way he calls a game yeah the injury that's what jack brown asks is like where does the perception of him being a bad defensive catcher Slash pitching staff communicator come from. I mean, I think Around a lot the league, of league apparently. I think a lot of the bad defensive catching it comes from like him not being a great great at framing. Yeah, right. Which I mean, you know, he has a great arm. He blocks the hell. Umpires out of the ball. should just be better, in my opinion. Or robot umps. That doesn't <laughs> yeah, even matter. Well, yeah, if a robot ump comes, it doesn't matter what he what he does. Um, it's like a first baseman trying I, to make it look like he was out. Yeah, I yeah. think that you know. The Cubs are in a position, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I you it would have, it would I would have called what I'm going to say now. I would have the person the person I was four months ago would have thought that uh, what I'm about to say is moron. <laughs> uh oh. So I feel like now the Cubs are in a position where it is win win for them because they can give them the qualifying offer. And if he doesn't accept any test free agency and he goes, I think that they will be fine because I think Jan Gomes has been fine. I think PJ Higgins has done fine in a backup role. And I also think um, Miguel Amaya is going to be here sooner than I expected back in April. Uh, Coming off time. I would like Contreras to be here to help develop a guy like Amaya, but it, 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 to me, like, and, and this still saying, like, to me, the Cubs should extend Contreras and, you know, give him, like, I'm not saying pay him the Real Muto trade or the Real Muto contract because clearly if the league isn't even considering that, then why should the Cubs do that? Um, I think that it, on a short two or three year deal, that'd be fine with me. But I don't think giving him a five year deal is going to, I don't think the Cubs are going to be happy about that in five years. I don't. I don't think. And that, I. Yeah, and I don't think they and, would either. And I again, this is coming from a guy who four months ago, <laughs> what I just said, the guy I was four months ago would have completely disagreed. And it's growth. I think that. Growth. I think that Jan Gomes has really been a very nice catcher. I yeah. still think he's better as a backup, but the Cubs can go get another catcher of his caliber in free agency too, that are is probably more defensive oriented and, you know, works well with pitchers, like all those things that Jan Gomes does. Now, the only thing about Contreras that like makes me want the Cubs to keep him really outside the offense mm-hmm. is like, he is beloved with the, by the fan base. He's beloved by players in the clubhouse. Like the, the, the mentorship he's been for guys like Christopher Morrell and other guys. Like, I feel like that means something it definitely means something. So it's not like I don't want Contreras to be here. I just feel like now that we've kind of we're we're here at the end of the year. I feel like 
the future of the Cubs' success does not weigh on whether Wilson Contreras is here or not. And in April, I mean, we didn't have the season play out yet, so I didn't know. But at the same time, I wouldn't have thought that the future, the 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 sooner of the Cubs' success would be surrounded by Wilson Contreras. I, wonder, I thought that it would have. And now that we are here at this point, mm-hmm. I feel like it doesn't matter if he's here or not. I think I agree with you that, like, a one-year deal or a two or maybe even three with opt-outs for him or for the team, like three three is probably the max that I would I would think about. Yeah. But he may find out the market's not as good, so may, maybe it's a possibility. I do wonder, you know, we were just talking about the pitch framing and stuff. How many games, and I, I'm, I'm not a numbers guy, how many games has Wilson caught since the All-Star break? We're talking about how great the ERA is for these guys. Uh-huh. How many of those games belong to Jan Gomes and P.J. Higgins? We can easily look that one up. Since the I'll let break. the numbers guys look through it. I'm just, I'm just curious because we're saying, hey, they have one of the five best ERAs in baseball since the All-Star break, and we're talking about Wilson calling a game, pitch framing, all those things. And this may not even be uh, cause and effect stat but I'm curious if there is some like glaring stat there where you say okay well that maybe does show something or maybe it doesn't um so but I personally still would 20? like to see Wilson yeah, this I count, 20, I count 20. Yeah. so 20 games it's the also breaks by count I, yeah. we both did it in completely different ways <laughs> oh I don't fan graphs. yeah he actually it's actually kind of surprising he does like most of August he caught he caught most games in August yeah, yeah. obviously in July he did mostly DH because of the deadline but right in August he 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 had a a really long stretch from August third or from August eighth to August thirtieth where he caught every game that he played in. I mean, every, I think yeah, there's problems with the, there's yeah. obviously problems with the Cubs roster, and you got to fix a lot of those, and you got to add some really good players in the offseason, and the guys need to develop. Catching has not been the problem for the Cubs. No. Jan Gomes has been a great pickup. Wilson has had the best year of his career, the, and okay, and you got a pipeline of younger catchers that are coming up. So it's not crazy to think that he's, I know before we went from like, you've got to keep him, you've got to keep him. But now I'm at least at the point where it's like, it makes a lot of sense if you can talk him into it. And for Wilson, it might make sense too. Yeah. I I, I was going to say, I, I this is a quick one, but I think just all in all, like the Wilson, next year, if you want to compete, Wilson is your, Best bet of like the catchers that are on the team right now. Agreed. Obviously, yes. Long term, there's he, he there's probably maybe Miguel Amaya is ready, like really ready to be a, an everyday catcher in two years. He may be a better bet than Wilson would be. Yeah, like, I, I, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like Wilson next year is mm-hmm. the best catcher on the team right now to help you compete. Yeah. I don't know if that's true for the next the next couple of years after that. Yeah, oh, I think it was Luke in the chat. He said about Moises Ballesteros. He mentioned his name up there mm-hmm. too, and like he he's been killing it in the minors this year. The only thing that sucks is that I believe he's in Myrtle Beach, so it's going to take him a yeah, while. He's to really get here. young. He's really young. Like Eighteen yeah. or nineteen. I think. Yeah, but he's already a top twenty prospect yeah. in the Cubs system. So like the scouts right. and everyone that's why see, you don't need like a six year deal. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That, obviously, that would not make sense. Right. So we get that. I guess for me, like. How much do the Cubs value his leadership and presence in the clubhouse? If they were to extend him, it's like, how much do they value that? They clearly value that type of stuff because why else are you keeping around some of the guys that they've kept around this year, in my opinion? Um, <laughs> Jason Hayward. Uh, so, you know, 
Yeah, I, I like Matthew's comment where he said, you know, Wilson has to be here for the transition for the next, you know, winning ball club. I, hey, I, I would love nothing more than for Wilson to be here. I just don't think now the Cubs have to absolutely do whatever it takes to keep him here. And when he was mashing baseballs in April, May, and June, uh, before that cold streak in July, mm-hmm. because of the deadline coming up, like the guy was as valuable as any catcher in the league. And that's where his value comes from is with the bat. But anyone who thinks he's like a awful, an awful or bad, def- bad yeah, I catcher, I don't think they've watched him enough. Like this guy used to throw guys out while catching John Lester, who lets guys get off the freak, mm-hmm. get off first base, like halfway to second. He, he's great at throwing guys out. I'm sure the framing, whatever, like, I get, I get it's it. It's improved. I mean, he's, I prob- get it. he's probably not going to be a full-time catcher moving forward. Right. Anyway, like you already seen how, how often he's DH this year. Like, right. Whether that's, you know, keeping him healthy, you know, just making sure his bat's in the lineup when he needs a day. I mean, cause he, he has, I remember doing a story back around the trade deadline. He like, from like when he debuted, like the innings that he's caught since then, it was like out of this world. Like, like, like if not at the top, very near, I don't remember, but it was like, it was a lot of innings. He has a lot of miles on his wheels. It would be. So he's probably not going to be a full-time catcher anymore. It'd be cool or really huge if there was a way they could maybe transition him as a part-time, like at first base or something like yeah. that. Like, he's an athlete. He could play first base. He's good at picking the ball. Yeah, but once right? Mash gets a lot, here. A lot of it has to well, do with Well, yeah, I'm just saying it's just like I know. I'm, on days they want to give a guy a day off yeah. at first base, but you want to get keep Wilson's bat in the yeah. lineup. Or just vice versa. Oh, what you know if what, what I mean? if Wilson is your platoon at first base with Mash Mervis next year? We've been talking I, about a platoon with him and Wisdom. Well, then I'd like to see Wilson. him come back and do a little bit at the end of the season, a little more of it, right? Like, yeah, there's no sign that shows that they're going to do that. But like, no. to me, like if the Cubs, like if the Cubs really want to keep him around and try and get as much value out of out of him as possible, then yeah, you should try and transition him to another base. Whether it is first base or I know they've played him in left and right field a few yeah. times during yeah. the golden era, but like I mean, I mean we've seen that with DH Veloy's here. We've though. seen that with all star catchers in the past too. <laughs> stirring the pot. Stirring the pot, Stucky. We've seen that with all star catchers in the past. Joe Maurer is a big one that sticks out in my mm. mind. I think did Posey ever Posey played yeah, some first. Played some yeah. first later on in his career, right? Yeah. I mean they they've that done overrated that. guy down in St. Louis, the only one who's ever stayed a, set, <laughs> a catcher. Jack says, why can't he be the Montero of the next great Cubs team? <laughs> Only, obviously, faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Faster will, than me. Will a little he bit hit, quicker. Will he hit Man, as big Mickey a, brought that leadership, and, like, I, he was a big part of that team in 15, yeah. I thought. Well, they don't so win like, without him either. Yeah. In 15, right? Like, yeah. In 16, 15 is definitely the, in 16. Yeah. 16, he had the yeah. grand slam and the the In LCS. The hit and, the hit and, and the then the game-winning well. hit, technically, in game seven. The, Two hits that post. We are good. That kept them up for good. We are good. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'd love for Wilson to be here. Like I said, I just, again, I think the Cubs, we talk about, you know, in free agency, spending your money wisely. And uh, I think that you don't have to overpay for him. No, I I think that could be, it's hard to say, but it, it could be trending that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it might be more realistic for him to stay. Right. We just don't know what they really talked about. Cody, what uh, football season here? What do you, what, what kind of <sighs> bet you got going? But week my two, friends, week two, my friends, we're back tonight. We have another NFL game. Week two is underway, guys. I got to set right. my. 
conference pool. Cody, take your time on this read. I got to set my fantasy line. We are riding, riding Kansas City uh, and the Los Angeles Chargers under 54.5 points tonight. Kansas City and and, and And the Chargers Chargers. under 54.5 points. Wow. Why? Why, you may be asking? Well, so far, the under is 3-0 in primetime games this year. Also, since coming into the season, the under in primetime games had hit 61% of the time since 2017. That's a trend, folks. Uh, that's not the only reason I'm taking the under. Keenan Allen's supposed to be out for the Chargers tonight. I think the Chargers' defense is pretty good, so I don't think Pat Mahomes is going to throw, throw five touchdowns again. Uh, so, yeah, I like the under there. Anyway, football season. This football season, points bet is bringing you a better way to to bet live on games. That means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay bet the next drive to be a touchdown and cash out your live second-half bet over. Or second-half over bet, sorry. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on points bet. Download the points bet app today and sign up with CoCHGO to get your to to get your two first two bets risk free up to two thousand dollars. Man, that that sentence is such a tongue twister. <laughs> if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, wants help, call one in here gambler for crisis counseling and referral services. So yeah, I like the under tonight. Uh, also on points bet today, I think they it's a it's I don't I, I don't I don't know if it's until uh, kickoff, but they have a they call it the points bet power hour. They, uh, you can bet, I think you can place a $20 wager or $20 same game parlay on tonight's game and you get a $20 free bet back as well. So might check that out. I actually, I did see that earlier yeah. on a points bet and, and it's a, it's a, it has to be a same game parlay. So, uh, you know, $20, if you w- lose it, you still get a $20 free bet. So it's you're basically keep you're basically doing it risk-free. So if you haven't even signed up on points bet, you can sign up on points bet. Use code CHGO. Using this code CHGO, get those risk-free bets. And I mean, why haven't you already done this as I'm talking? I'm right. giving you like the best deal right now, guys. I mean, shit. So, I got I got a question. What's very up? important. Uh, pause the Cubs talk for a millisecond. <laughs> Jalen Waddle against Baltimore, right? Okay. Uh, Chris Godwin questionable. He's out. He's out. I, he's, he's not, he's not going to Tyler Lockett against San Francisco or Darnell Mooney against Green Bay. I played Mooney last week and it bit me. Who was, who was the first one? Waddle, uh, Waddle of the, probably, probably of Waddle. the uh, Dolphins. Go, Waddle. Mooney, mm-hmm. Mooney's interesting. Yeah. It'll be better. The Packers me, defense isn't as bad as they were last week. Like yeah. The Packers defense should be good. Yeah, to me it's Mooney. Jair Alexander will probably be on Mooney. But I just think Mooney's going to be better than what he was last week. Yeah, he will be. No, and, I know. But... And, Waddle might not be as good, but I think you got to go with Mooney or Waddle. It's Mooney or Waddle. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. Yeah. Everyone says Waddle on there, and I was I've been in agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Hammer Brown Waddle. Hammer, Hammer Waddle. Waddle. Hammer him. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. We'll check right. in with Stucky's fantasy team on Monday. All right. I need a third receiver in a three. <laughs> in Here a, we go. Okay. In a three receiver league, <laughs> do I do I put Robbie Anderson against the Giants? Rashad Bateman against Miami? Or Devontae Smith against Minnesota. What team was Give Fuller on, Jack? What team's uh, Fuller on this year? Devontae so, Smith. I think Devontae, he had a hofer last week. Robbie Anderson had 20-something points. I don't know. Um, okay, I'm Gregory. going with Waddle. I, I, keep, I, I keep getting Bateman. I've, 
I've taken the chat's advice on that. I got to see it from Devontae. A.J. Brown went nuts last week. I got to see it from Devontae. All right. I guess I'll do my two cents here. <laughs> yeah, Cody, go ahead. Take your, take your 30 seconds to get the advice of the people. All right. We got Jarvis Landry in my flex or DJ Chark. Jarvis Both had Landry. good weeks last week. Who, who are they playing? Saints, so oh, Saints and Bucks. Saints are playing the Bucks, and the Lions are going up against the Commanders. I uh, take the Lions guy. Chark did score a touchdown last yeah. week. Yeah. Well, I hope he doesn't take a lot of points away from Amon St. Brown. But, but, <laughs> my team, but Landry had like he had like eleven. Jarvis is a he deep threat, old. and Jameis likes to throw deep. Is he a deep threat? I thought it was at least medium, like medium okay. threat. Like Landry, he, there's a double Landry because he's not. Chat. He's not Thomas. Thomas is, is yeah. a slant guy. And, That's true. And Jarvis Landry has, goes at least a little Jack further. Chark. And Jameis loves to throw. He the had ball, like you know, eleven that. targets last week, so I'll, you know I I have Landry slotted in. No, but Jarvis doesn't oh, run a slam. He's no, he's that's my, Michael Thomas. <laughs> Michael Collada. Last time I looked, the Cubs didn't need a receiver. Oh, not talking Cubs. <laughs> uh, we'll get back to it. We're going back to it. Uh, the Arizona Fall League roster is basically out the seven guys, right? Yep. We now know the pitchers, uh, all older relief pitchers who've done well at lower levels, but not like blown guys away. Zach Lee, 24, 16th round pick. Uh, Riley Martin is 24. Sheldon Reed. Bailey Horn is the guy they got in the Tapera trade. Yes. He was drafted in the 2020 draft by the White Sox. I mean, that that one always gets forgotten about. Like, people forget that they they also traded with the Sox. I'm pretty excited. Like, uh, our friend, friend of the program, Brian Smith, was tweeting about Bailey Bailey Horn last night. night. Yeah. He thinks that he has a chance to make it on the Cubs roster next year, which is kind of crazy. He's. I should. I know. Well, twenty four. I mean, he's in you double gotta, A, isn't he? He's like twenty four. Yeah, double yeah. A. I want to say. Yeah, he's. I think he's in double A. He was is so a Sox player, fifth round pick in twenty. Yeah, I'll go find he his is tweet. Not um, rule five eligible. Oh, it's his last tweet actually. He says. Uh, so that's. This is what he said on. He said Bailey Horn has two pitches, or he was two pitches from an immaculate inning in the seventh last night. High heaters around ninety five were showing plus late life. Got whiffs on two really good sliders, flipped in some curves in an inning prior. Their horn will use the Arizona Fall League as an audition to be Rule Five, to be Rule Five or Cubs Spring Training. He, he is not Rule Five eligible though. So like I remember he kind of updated it in like a, oh, a yeah, recent not, tweet. Yeah, that, okay. Yeah. But what they're looking but at, the rest of it still stands. They're yeah. trying to find their next Brandon Hughes in that type of group, right? Like they're trying to yeah, find Efros, so, yeah. Brandon Hughes, a little older guys that are slightly older, but have something that makes you look at them and go, let's see what we got. All right, let, let's see what we have. Let's like extend their season. October third yeah. to November twelfth. We talked about it. Maybe we should be there. Um for yep. me, okay, those guys are exciting. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to get out of that to see what might be a possible relief pitcher. I want to see Mash Mervis. I want to see Brennan Davis. I want to see Miguel Amaya. Like, those three alone are, if, if Amaya's okay after whatever happened with his ankle here the other day. Yeah. Um, but Mervis and Davis alone are worth the price of admission. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So now you throw in these, these pitchers. It's an interesting time frame. Not gonna be worried yeah, about other baseball my, at that point. I won't lie. This will probably be the first time that I'm really gonna tune into the Arizona Fall League in <laughs> yeah. like a long time. I mean, I kind of tuned in last year. I mean, remember K 
Caleb Killian had almost a perfect game in the Arizona Fall League Championship. And uh, Nelson Velazquez, I think, won the MVP. Yeah, and well, didn't Killian have, like, seven perfect innings or something like that? That's what I just said. Like, Sorry, yeah, I, was, he, I was looking at yeah. the tweet. Yeah, no, he he had like a perfect game and you got me on that one, and then taken out. Yeah, no, yeah, and then Velasquez did win MVP. Yeah, and it, like those are the those are where the like a lot of the breakouts happen there. Like, yeah, some guys, some guys that you just don't think about, and that's why when you look at these like four, it's why uh, I've been like arms. clamoring for them to play in Velasquez more all season. It's like the guy had a huge Arizona Fall League, yeah. had a great end of the minor league season last year and you call him up and you look at his numbers right now and they're not great. Well, he's not getting consistent at bats. What do you expect? I don't know. Yeah. But just yeah. my two cents on that. Yeah. As always. I guess we'll see. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Like you said, Luke, like the Brennan Davis, Matt Mervis, Miguel and Maya, if he's healthy enough to play in that, like That's that, the headline. that, that, yeah, that brings the <laughs> eyeballs. But then you also get to look at some of these less heralded arms in the system that, Aren't Caleb Kelly and like level esque, or even like some someone like um, Luis Devers or something like that? Some of these top thirty prospects that you hear about a lot. I mean, uh, some of these names like um, I know I know I know I've seen Brian talk about Riley Thompson a good amount. Yeah. Um, but that was a Zach Lee. Zach, yeah, Zach Lee's one of the ones that are going right. It's Riley Martin too. Riley Martin, and then who's do we know the fourth? And then Bailey, Bailey Horn. Horn. We talked yeah. about Bailey Horn. Yeah, those are guys you don't hear about that often, but like. You got the Arizona Fall League and throw these guys in the mound, see what they do, and you're like, okay, like these guys may move up the system a little bit if they have some success. Mm. Yeah, it's I mean, it's just a good tool to get obviously get guys, especially a guy like Brandon Davis who missed so much of the year, just keep them playing. Right. But it's also a good tool to like, hey, here's what we got. They may not be the uh, at least on the pitching side, may not be the the top guys in our system, but they we want to see something out of them. Right. But if we're pitching, trying to get you there or us there to be there for the fall league, the headline to the bosses will be Brennan Davis, Mash Mervis, Miguel Amaya. Yeah. Right. And, and then some pitchers that they're trying to find out about. Uh, I do want to, I do want to see what Jared Young's got the last couple weeks. Jeez. It's, it's going to be an awfully small sample size. You're not going to yeah. see a whole lot of them, but he's 27 years old. He's minor league player of the year in 2018. Like I've seen, I think it was, um, uh, Ryan Smith called me. He's like a pure hitter, right? Is that? Then you have like a 700 slugging percentage. It's hit 16 it? homers this year. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I thought that's Former what Former 15th round was. pick. Like I would. He's on base and batting average aren't great, but he has plenty of power from from what it looked, from what I remember looking at. Um, 15th round pick? Yeah, he's a 15th round pick, I think. Yeah. Um, Herb Lawrence chiming in from the uh, CHGO Sox. Uh, with time to think about uh, Eloy for Horner trade now, still hate great power hitters? Well, no, we have one. His name's Patrick Wisdom. You didn't want him. <laughs> you didn't want him. I'm done having that conversation. I will trade Fran Mill for Eloy. Eh? Sure, I'd, yeah, 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 I'd do that. I, I'll give you, I'll give yeah. you Fran Mill well, and... Basic, yeah. I'll give you Fran Mill and somebody else for Eloy. Yeah. Yeah. Cheaper. No, yeah, Fran Fran Mill. Mill freaking he huh? he mashes man. He hits the ball hard. Now, I yeah, to, Herb says he's good. <laughs> to, to 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 end the oh, Eloy. Wait, I was going to say end the Fran Eloy coming Nico. back thing. I'm not saying the Cub. <laughs> I'm not saying the Cubs need to even go get a player like Eloy. I'm just talking about in general. Would I trade for Eloy Jimenez? Yes, I would trade for Eloy Jimenez, and yes, I would probably, you know, consider 
Nico Horner, if that is what they're asking. Not saying I would do it, but I would consider it. But do I think the Cubs should be trying to get a guy like Elo Jimenez? No. What about Fran Mill, Cody Hoyer, and Nick Madrigal in exchange for Eloy Jimenez? I think they got to get another guy back with him. That's a lot of years of control there that you're giving up. <laughs> I would but take, I mean, I, I guess I'd do it. I would take Eloy because Fran Mill, it didn't cost you anything, and yeah. the other two guys you got for Kimbrel. So, yeah. Yeah. One of them's <laughs> hurt. Like, I, if they take that for a lot, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in and feel a lot better about this. Definitely consider about that one. This is, this is the first time. Wow, it's the first time I've ever seen Michael Kulata be like positive about something. Finally, Michael, Luke, when he sees idea. brilliance, he knows it. Apparently, yeah. finally, yeah. Luke, good idea. Jack, Jack's telling me to stay off the weed. All right. <laughs> now is Michael saying finally Luke had a good idea, or is he saying finally we had a good idea? Luke, saying, great idea. I think he's saying you specifically. He's specifically saying, yeah. finally, Luke had a good idea. Yeah, he's been waiting all season See, for See, now it. it's not as positive I as I like thought we're it just, was. <laughs> we're just flopping, like, injury-prone players plus Fran Mill Reyes for, for yes. you know, that's yes. literally all we're that's doing. That's right. Yeah. Well, they want to send us injured Aloy. We're going to send him <laughs> injured Madrigal. <laughs> yeah. Suzuki uh, for Aloy. Perfect DH, Michael says. Well, Collada's just showing up. He's got to go oh, back. Wait a minute. And, and that's not that's not the craziest. Similar deal. Well, say say has no trade clause, so. But he might he'd be staying in town. I guess. <laughs> and he'd be going and to then, a more likely winner potentially next year. Yeah, that's true. But the the idea of getting well, I mean, he he's gotten the season to like adjust. I know that was like helpful in that the Cubs weren't expecting him to come in and light the world on fire because they really weren't World Series contenders. I, I think that, it, that helped, but I guess now that he's had the full year. If Saya is changed. the guy that you saw this season and doesn't get better than that, 100% on that deal. But he could definitely be better. But, but if this is his basement or his floor, yeah. uh, like you said, Cody, on, on Cody's side, he is a great hitter when he's healthy. He's, he's an excellent hitter when he's healthy. Uh, I, I, I would... I would roll the dice on Saya for Aloy. Herb, that's a right fielder that they've been needing for we've years been looking, and years we've been and years, sir. They've been needing a right fielder forever. I mean, I 100%. I agree with 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 Gregory in that he. I definitely believe Saya is going to improve. I agree. I Matthew do too. Gregory. But he's never going to have the power that Aloy has. No, that I don't believe no, that. No, Aloy, no. Aloy, when he hits the ball, you know he hits the ball. I That's true. I don't yeah. think he'll have like but do you, exit, are, is, extreme. Are you saying velocity? that he? No. Are you saying though that Saya doesn't have thirty home run a year potential, like he did in Japan? No, I think he's more like a twenty twenty five maybe. Yeah, at I was his, thinking that peak. as he's well. Gonna, he's, he might hit. Does he have fifteen now? Yeah, fifteen or sixteen. I thought. Yeah, and he's been hurt a little bit, so I, I can half, easily I see him hitting twenty. Yeah. I would say thirty would be really high. Hmm. Whereas Aloy certainly could hit thirty homers. <laughs> oh my god, we are huh. we, we've been sitting here for a while. Huh. Uh, I looked up idea. Jared Young's slash line two twenty eight, three ten, four thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh ninety weighted runs created. I'm not expecting too much, but hey, I said that about uh Fran Mel Reyes, so come on man, let's see something. <laughs> <laughs> um finally, Albert Alzali coming back as a reliever out of options. You excited to yeah. see Al's alive for a yeah, couple man, weeks? Just right. see what's there. Yeah, 
If no. you would have told me, if you would have told me before the season that Albert Alzali was going to miss the entire year until the last two months or the last, last two weeks of the year, then I would have told you they ain't winning 87 games, Luke. <laughs> then I would have told you. And I'm not saying that Albert Alzale was the sole, was going to be the sole reason this team was going to win, but that's a, like a, that's a huge arm that they've been, that they missed the beginning of the year. And, um, uh, I don't know. I just they've really missed them. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I talked to um, Tommy Hardview when they uh, Cubs were in Milwaukee a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just talking about Adbert's kind of recovery and like, oh, is he going to be back? And it was kind of this whole, you know, we don't want to rush him back. We'd like. I remember one of the things that Tommy said was like, we'd love to have him back here, but we don't want to just bring him back here just to say, oh, he pitched in the big leagues this year. He's fine. It was like he could he could pitch the rest of the season in AAA and still be fine. In yeah. my eyes, we just don't want to rush it. Mm. It looks like two weeks later, things have gone well. He's recovering well. Everything's good. He's not feeling any pain anymore. So I like yeah, I am excited to see Adbert come back. I know he's going to be in a bullpen role. That's been what kind of we've been told. It's just it, it's just nice to see him health. It, it, it will just be nice to see him healthy pitching at Wrigley Field again. Like that's. You didn't want him to miss the whole year. This is a another important year in his development because you want to see him. You know the 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 lefty righty splits are so drastically different that you want to see him start bringing those back, you know, evening these evening those out. And so missing this entire year is brutal. And you know two weeks two weeks three weeks isn't going to change that. But you want to see him have a little bit, a little bit of success. Again, just like everyone else, a little bit of success, finish the season strong, go in the off season healthy, and then hit spring training twenty twenty three healthy and, and hit the ground running. Yeah, absolutely. Just need need him to just be uh, – just need him to stay healthy, man. I think he can be a really good, useful piece in the bullpen next year at this point. Yeah, if he's not starting, I, I think he's one of those guys that we look at and is like, he can be an effective multi-inning guy if he's not going to be in the rotation. I, I think – especially if you can find the right pockets for him, which David Ross does a lot. If he – if he well, evening out the lefty-righty splits is huge for him. But if, even if you could just find him the right, you know, six or five or six guy pocket of varieties that he can attack, like that's that's a good role too. And if that's if that's like his floor, that's a good floor for him. Yeah, you I don't. Know? I'm certainly not giving up on him yet. That's that's for sure. And not giving up on everybody that was here in the chat. You know, RWB on team time today and RWB uh, team. This is like the first time we've seen him in the chat. In front uh, of yeah, yeah, RWB. He, where you been? He's the guy who comes you, in all the way. Yeah. Steve told me to say hello as well. Yeah. He did tell me to say Just him a shot. Comes in uh, all the way at the end. Uh, yeah. Jack says, are we doing any collabs with DMVR for the Rocky series? I think we should get a hold of Susie or Patrick and see if they remotely join us Figure tomorrow. Figure something out, yeah. Yeah. I want to talk to them. A 120, right? Yeah, Friday Do we have pregame tomorrow or just postgame? I think we have pregame. I'll, I'll tell you right now. Ryan, you'll be at the ballpark? Do, I'll be at the ballpark. Usually we do have uh, 120 yeah, pregame. pregame. Yeah, we do have pregame. So maybe one of them would like to come on. Yeah. You talked to him about of course, Chris Bryant. pregame too. I'd love to know what what the vibe is of Chris Bryant in Denver right now. Maybe a wager since we're like even. <laughs> yeah, we'll send them Malort in the, in the mail and they send us uh, not Rocky Mountain Oysters, anything else. Fair what enough. else is popular out there? Coors Light? But I can get that here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah green, we, green chili. Okay. Oh, yeah, they like the green chili. Green chili's good. Mm. We'll have to come. Maybe they'll have an idea. Right. Maybe we'll throw that out there. All right. Anyways, 120. We've been going for a while. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. 
Don't forget the promo code CHGO when you sign up for those risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke, Ryan, Cody, see you Friday, 120.